If someone is here, you've been feeling some kind of tightness in your chest. Some kind of tightness in your chest. It feels like as if you're going to have a heart attack or something like that. You know, some, sometimes it just kind of almost suffocating you. You can't breathe properly. If the person I'm talking about is here, right here, right now, I want you to stand. Let me say a prayer for you. Stand and let me say a prayer for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Put your hand on your heart. Put your hand on your heart. Wherever you may be, hearing the sound of my voice, Greater Lekki Center, Milan Center, online, join the people standing and just put your hand on your heart as I say this prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, you reveal to redeem. So we stand against that spirit of infirmity, that affliction. I break your hold in the name of Jesus. And I command that the power of God flows into your heart, into your nervous system. In the name of Jesus, I receive the healing power of Jesus Christ upon you right now. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, I command that you are made whole. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. I release the peace of God upon you right now. Right now, in the precious name of Jesus, wave your hands to him and bless him, bless him, bless him. Please, you may have your seat. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, our Father. Thank you, our Father. Someone with a heavy heart this morning, just want to pray for you also. The scripture says, weeping may endure for a night, but in the morning comes joy. I don't know what the source of that heaviness is. An unpaid, unpaid bill. Somebody walked out of your life. You suffered a disappointment. And your heart has been very heavy. But you dragged your, yourself to church this morning or you dragged yourself to log on online. I just wanted to know that God wants to take away that spirit of heaviness. The Holy Spirit is called the oil of joy. The oil of joy is coming upon you this morning. The oil of joy is coming upon you this morning. Wave your hands to him all over this place. Wave your hands to him. Wave your hands to him. Wave your hands to him. Lord, in the name of Jesus, you said you appoint to them that morn in Zion. You give to them beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So I break the hold of the spirit of heaviness. I command you, go in the name of Jesus. And I decree you right now, let the oil of joy come upon you. Let the channels of your spirit open up with joy in the name of Jesus. Joy springing forth from your heart in the name of Jesus. I pray this morning that the Holy Spirit Start to open your eyes to see what God is doing in your life. Where you have suffered a closed door. Before this week is over, I declare that doors are open unto you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. As many who believe this morning, Lord, reveal your hand to them. And give them a testimony. In the precious name of Jesus. Somebody shout a believing amen. amen. Glory be to Jesus.
Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. I said praise God. The Holy Spirit wants to build a relationship with you. He wants to build a relationship with you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's important to know that life is beyond intelligence. I said that last Sunday. Life is beyond intelligence, you know, your intelligence quotient. You know, intelligence quotient is a ratio. It's a ratio of, uh, of intelligence that when you go through a test, then there's a claim that this is the ratio of intelligence that you have. The Holy Spirit has a sum total of all the intelligence in the world. He doesn't have intelligence quotient. He has beyond that. It's beyond that. There are emotional side to life, there are social side to life, there are supernatural side to life. There are different kinds of sides to life. The Holy Spirit specializes in those quotients also. And you cannot excel in the different areas of wisdom and attitude without his help. Can you hear me tap your neighbor this morning tell them you need the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit does not operate in unidimensional wisdom, but in omnidimensional wisdom and intelligence. Yeah. The Bible says in Christ is the fullness of Godhead bodily. And we are complete in him who is the head of all principalities and powers. When you talk about principalities and powers and dominion, you're talking about how this world is ruled. The Bible says Christ is the head of all principalities and powers, including all the witches in your village. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. Because somebody may be in this service this morning under the threat of an attack from the devil, and you're afraid, and you've been living in fear. If you have the Holy Ghost in you, he wants to deal with that fear and put supernatural confidence in your heart. Yeah. You may, you may be working in an industry that is dangerous. People are operating with occultic powers. They're doing stuff that are supernatural. I want you to understand this morning that from the beginning of the heart, there has always been positive and negative supernatural. If, you read, if you've read your Bible very well, you see that in Egypt, there was, the supernatural was not lacking. <laughs> When Moses showed up with the power of the Spirit, Pharaoh also you know, gathered together his astrologers and magicians. So let nobody terrorize you because of occultic power. If you have the real thing, you are unperturbed by faith. Are you still with me today? I'm saying this this morning so that somebody hearing me will know that God has not given you that spirit of fear that is pervading your heart right now. I don't care who spoke to you, who threatened you, or who drew the line for you that you're not going to pass beyond this point. When you yield to the Holy Spirit, you become a line crosser and a barrier breaker. <laughs> Somebody stay with me this morning. When you yield to the Holy Spirit, you become a line crosser and a barrier breaker. Yeah, that's what we saw in the life of Moses. Moses showed up in Pharaoh's palace. Pharaoh's palace was the headquarters of Black magic, red magic, which other color of magic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> African magic, anything at all. <laughs> because that was Egypt, you know. Egypt is Africa. Yeah. That was the headquarters of everything. It had enough resources to attract any kind of negative supernatural available at the time. 
But when Moses showed up, they saw the power pass power. They put everything on the floor. And I don't know what somebody is dropping before you today. Because some people, you know, it's so agitated. You're taking over a new office. You've just been promoted. And then you're insisting, that, no, I can't sit on that chair. Let them go and buy another chair. <laughs> it's nonsense. I'm telling you the truth. All you need to do is put your hand on it. Yeah. If you believe, you carry the Holy Ghost. And say, in the name of Jesus, the rightful occupier has arrived. See, if you carry the Holy Ghost, sometimes you don't, you don't have to even do anything. You just have to show up. Jesus showed up, and he said, why have you come to torment us? He has not even said anything. He didn't, he didn't say anything. He just showed up. Why have you come to torment us? Where the limit of the power of the devil stops, that's where the power of the Holy Ghost starts from. Yeah. <laughs> that's where the power of the Holy Ghost starts from. We're not talking about two people who are competing. There's no, yeah. There's no competition here. Yeah. It has not been apportioned to the devil to operate beyond a particular point. Because the one who holds the keys of death and hell in his hand is the one we're talking about. Are you still with me today? I said, are you still here? So, the Holy Spirit operates beyond unidimensional wisdom. It's omnidimensional. He operates beyond the realm of the demonic parts of this world. The rulers in business, the rulers in industry, the rulers in government. We only have people who don't believe in what they carry. That's what we have today. When you see any believer who professes to have the Holy Ghost, but yet still runs from pillar to post, it is unbelief. Yeah, it is unbelief. And lack of divine connection. Lack of knowledge, lack of fellowship. You know you can have somebody around you and you don't even know who they are. Yeah. Just like you, do, you really don't know the person you are sitting beside this morning if you didn't come to church together. It's by divine providence that you are sitting beside them. But you don't even know who they are. That's how it is. If you don't know the Holy Spirit, you don't know who you have. So anybody can harass you. Because you don't know what you have. You don't know who, who is with you. When Jesus said, I'll send you another comforter, and he will be with you, and he will be in you, the whole idea is that you will seek to know, understand, and build a relationship with him so you can maximize that relationship. But you see, when the cares of this world, and the worries of how to pay bills and how to survive, has gone, I mean, take, take, taking over your mind beyond building a relationship with the one that's supposed to help you to live that life, then there's no way that things may not go wrong. Ephesians chapter 1, when you read verse 17, 18 and 19, Paul was praying here for the church at Ephesus, and by implication, all of us who will come to know Jesus Christ, and he said in verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Somebody say his power. 
He said, the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. So, you may be a Christian, and you may not know what is the exceeding greatness of his power. Yeah. You may be a Christian and settle for crumbs because of what you believe and because of how you see yourself. Some of us have been in relationships before where you're trying to help somebody to get you and to understand that you're not against them, you're for them. But they have their personal insecurities. Am I saying the truth? Yeah. And everything you said to them, they second-guessed it. Yeah. They felt you may not be saying the truth because they have been deceived before. Am I saying the truth this morning? Yeah. You've been in business relationships, you know, love relationships, even family relationships. Some of us have siblings that you have tried to tell them the truth, do this, do that, do that, and I just think hey, because it's working for you doesn't mean it will work for me. So, some of us have friends that we're tired of right now. You've done everything you can to help that friend, but the person has remained unhelped because they lack the capacity either to believe what you are saying or to practice what you are saying or to just believe that you are saying the truth. That's what happens when you refuse to build a relationship with the Holy Spirit. The truth remains the truth. Nothing can be taken from it. Nothing can be added to it. But he that believes the truth and practices the truth is the one that gets the full benefit of the truth. But the truth remains the truth. Are you still with me today? Yeah. Can you hear me tap your neighbor this morning and ask them, do you want to build a relationship with the Holy Spirit? I hope your answer is yes. Because there are so many things that we are missing out of when we refuse to build a relationship with the Holy Spirit. The most intelligent person on earth, the most intelligent person on earth with the highest IQ is foolish when you, com compare, when you compare that person to the Holy Spirit. In the full gamut of understanding, intelligence, and knowledge that the Holy Spirit has. The Holy Spirit has the capacity to take you to a much higher level of living and effectiveness. And he doesn't only have it, he wants to give us that capacity. He wants to give us that capacity. He wants to give us that capacity. He's the one that reveals that capacity to us. He's the one that shows us that capacity in us. There are dimensions to you that you don't even know anything about until you start to work with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes when I take time to just pray in the Spirit, that things God tells me that I know that this cannot be a product of my mind. It's impossible. But the Holy Spirit just starts to unveil to you, unveil to you dimensions to yourself, dimensions that the world has not seen, dimensions that your friends don't know anything about, dimensions that your friends don't know anything about. Because that's the deeper dimension that... When Jesus asked the question, who do men say that I am? Are you still here? Matthew 16. What did his disciples say? Some said you are Elijah. Because those are dimensions that people, people compare you to people that look like you or that operate like you. Am I saying the truth? Yeah. They, 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 come, they will put you in the dimension of maybe your mentor. Yeah. They put you in the dimension of your father, your earthly father. People dimension you based on what their mind can carry. Who do men say that I am? Some said you are John the Baptist. That's what his disciples were saying. They were dimensioning him based on what exists or what has existed. <laughs> well, you know what Peter said. 
And you know what Jesus said in verse 18 there? He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. It takes the Holy Spirit to get a dimension of yourself that has not been revealed to you or to the people around you. You know, somebody's listening to me right now. You've told yourself, there's no shred of entrepreneurial in me, in my DNA. I'm a worker. I'm a career person. And I, I, that's who I am. Let nobody try to convince me to start a business. You should pray in, in the Holy Ghost a little bit more. Yeah. Just pray in the Spirit a little bit more. Yeah. Maybe there's a dimension to you that the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to you that you're not even aware of. Yeah. Maybe there's a dimension to you that he wants... That's why we, you need to build that relationship. Yeah. Somebody, you know, watching me now from... Uh, uh, maybe from abroad, and you're saying, in, in, in Jesus' name, I can never live in Nigeria. I dare you to pray in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's easier if I say you should go and pray in the Holy Ghost about going abroad. All of you will go. Yeah. yeah. But let's talk to somebody who may be misplaced this morning, who because of economic deprivation, looking for a greener pastor, you've gone to the place where God has not sent you. Yeah. Will you pray in the Holy Ghost about your future? Because it's the revealer of the secrets of God. The Bible says no man knows the mind of a man except the spirit of man that is in him. The same way, nobody knows the mind of God except the spirit of God that is in him. Yeah. And these are the things that he wants to reveal to us. The journey of 40 days can become a journey of 40 years when you neglect the ministry of the Holy Ghost. That's why some people are moving like this. You know, that's why you need to build this relationship with him. You need to build this relationship with him. It's the one that reveals to you the different dimensions, the different dimensions of your life, the different dimensions of your life. Peter spoke to Jesus and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. You are the one Isaiah prophesied about. You are the one the prophet spoke about. You are the one Israel has been waiting for for over 500 years. That's what he, See, what Peter said there was not a joke. A modern-day Christian, you don't understand it. It takes a Jewish person to explain it to you. What Peter said there. That's why I said, Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. But my father. Yeah. He said this upon this understanding, this, this understanding and the acceptance of Christ as the Messiah that I'm building my church. And we believe today that he's the Messiah. He's the Savior of the world. He's the soon coming King. He's the baptizer in the Holy Ghost and fire. He's come to baptize us with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Are you still with me today? Glory be to Jesus. So you need the Holy Spirit and he longs to be your helper and friend. In John 4 and 23, the Bible says God is seeking those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. You know, it's one thing for you to be desiring a relationship and somebody does not desire you. I know there are singles in this house this morning. I can say flip back to 20 years ago when I was looking for somebody to marry. You know, the most painful thing is for you to like somebody and they don't like you. <laughs> Have you toasted somebody in college, in university? I toasted somebody in university. Yeah. The person didn't like me. So you put all the effort in, you arrange yourself, you do this, you do that. You, 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 know, you monitor, monitor until the appointed time where you drop the word. 
And then you drop the word, person says, yeah, error, error, error. You get error message. Yeah. You think with all that you have done, this person should like you. At least they're always smiling at you. Yeah. And all your great, good gestures were well received. Yeah. That's why today when I counsel, I tell ladies, please help the brothers. By the time somebody is sending you the second gift, if you don't really like them, just give an excuse not to take it. Because some people premise this mutual likeness based on how you are receiving the gift. They don't know that some people have the gift of receiving gift. <laughs> so they continue to receive your gift until you have enough boldness to talk and they tell you there's no way there. There's no, there's no road there. There's no road. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You see, the, the brother may not be able to go to work for one week just because of the effect of that one rejection. But when we talk about the relationship with the Holy Spirit, the Spirit is seeking us. It's looking out for me. It's interested in you and I. He's already falling in love with us. The Bible says, while we are yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. He's not thinking about whether he likes us or he doesn't like us. He's already in love with us. His assignment is to come and show me love and love me unconditionally. Yeah. So I'm not second-guessing whether he wants to relate with me or not. Some people also feel, based on where I've been and what I've done, with the Holy Spirit wants to relate and speak to somebody like me, <laughs> please put yourself together. The Bible says as far as the east is from the west. God has separated your, our iniquities from us. Yeah. He said your iniquities and sins I will remember no more. The moment you ask God for forgiveness and you repent, the Holy Spirit starts to walk in you to bring you up to speed because you have been wasting time. You've been wasting time, you know, dead in trespasses and sins. You have wasted time. The whole world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God and daughters of God. So why we wait? Sin is a distraction, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. If, if I give my daughter an assignment and she's distracted, will I say because of that? Why not? If she's no longer my daughter. No. You are distracted. When you abandon that distraction, it's my joy. I want to walk with you very quickly so that we can cover lost ground. Am I saying the truth? Yes, yeah. And then shield you from distraction going forward. Yeah. Shield you from distraction so that you can be more effective on that assignment. Glory be to Jesus. True, meaningful relationship with God is spiritual and intimate. It's a spiritual and intimate experience. Yeah. It's a spiritual and intimate experience. That's why I'm comparing it with the love between a man and a woman. It's spiritual. It's intimate. You know, intimate experience. An intimate experience. So engaging the Holy Spirit in deep, meaningful friendship reveals who you really are and your full potentials in Christ. Somebody needs to understand that this morning. It reveals who you really are and your full potentials in Christ. The Holy Spirit doesn't want to cramp your style. You know, growing up, uh, when I became a Christian many years ago, the, the idea was that when you start to open up to the Holy Spirit, you ask him to lead you, he's always going to lead you to things you don't like. Yeah. Like if you want to marry, for instance, 
or the Holy Spirit will never lead you to a fine girl. That's, that's, how, that's how, you know, we were taught. It was erroneous. Yeah. That if you, if you, you know, if you have options between jobs, it's most likely the Holy Spirit will lead you to the one where they won't pay you more. <laughs> they won't pay you where. All those things are, you know, doctrinal errors. Yeah. The Holy Spirit leads you to what will work well for your future. Sometimes it's the one where they will pay you well. Some other times it's the one where it doesn't look like the pay is good now. But to generalize by saying that the Holy Spirit wants to make your life miserable <laughs> and it, 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 it teaches you life with pain. So if you're, if you're thinking of getting married and the Holy Spirit will lead you to somebody who will make your life miserable who, who you don't like and doesn't like you. What's, what's the point? He's supposed to be my helper. <laughs> Why will he lead me like that? <laughs> I hope somebody's following me today. Yeah. These are some of the things, the inhibitions that, that make people not to want to open up fully. You think the Holy Spirit wants to cramp your style. He wants, he wants to change your life so that it will be more effective, it will be better, it will be a more solid life. If you're a stylish person, if you start to work with the Holy Spirit, your style will be better. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth. He doesn't want to cramp your style. He wants to just enhance your life. That's why you need to open up to him. That's why you need to open up to him. The Holy Spirit doesn't want to cramp your style. He wants to help you attain the highest level of life and do the will of the Father. And you can feel safe with the Holy Spirit. You can feel safe with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will always demand consecration from you and I. Consecration. You always demand consecration, which is to submit to his will. Some people say, you know, you need to be sanctified before you receive the Holy Spirit. Also an erroneous doctrine. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is our sanctifier. How do I leave my sanctifier and be chasing sanctification? And what is sanctification, by the way? Sanctification is, is being set apart and setting yourself apart for God to use you to do whatever he wants to do in your life, to consecrate yourself to the will of God. And the Holy Spirit is the one that sanctifies us, that sets us apart for God's will and God's purpose for our lives. Are you still here? Glory be to Jesus. Some people feel that the Holy Spirit is not accessible or that it's complex. Or, let me use another word, spooky. So, I mean, for instance, if I say the Holy Spirit is, wants to move over us, here in this service this morning. The first thing that will come up on somebody or that will be on somebody's mind is that, ah, people will start to fall now. People will be rolling on their head. You know the truth? The Holy Spirit can choose to move that way. But yet, he can choose not to move that way. <laughs> Are you still with me today? You cannot box the Holy Spirit to the one that always overwhelms people emotionally. When there's a need for you to be overwhelmed emotionally, to understand what he wants to do in your life, he will overwhelm you. When you don't need to be overwhelmed emotionally, he <clears throat> will speak to you. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, he will speak to you in your thought. He will direct your mind. Hands may be laid on somebody and the person falls under the power of God. And hands may be laid on someone and the person does not fall and the person receives healing and receives a blessing, whatever the person wants. Are you still with me today? It's important for us to understand that the scripture says... Uh, 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 
For instance, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, when you read from verse 4, it says there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministry, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So you can't box the Holy Spirit. Don't come in king. It's a baptizer in the Holy Ghost and fire. It's come to baptize us with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Are you still with me today? Glory be to Jesus. So you need the Holy Spirit and he longs to be your helper and friend. In John 4 and 23, the Bible says God is seeking those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. You know, it's one thing for you to be desiring a relationship and somebody does not desire you. I know there are singles in this house this morning. I can say flip back to 20 years ago when I was looking for somebody to marry. You know, the most painful thing is for you to like somebody and they don't like you. <laughs> Have you toasted somebody in college, in university? I toasted somebody in university. Yeah. person didn't like me. So you put all the effort in, you arrange yourself, you do this, you do that. You, 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 know, you monitor, monitor until the appointed time where you drop the word. And then you drop the word, the person says, yeah, error, error, error. You get error message. Yeah. The diversity of gift is the same spirit. Difference of administration or activities is the same spirit. Glory be to Jesus. It's very important that, 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 that way. We grasp this. So the Holy Spirit is not spooky. It's not complex. It's not inaccessible. Yes, he's God. And yes, he's all-powerful, but it's also accessible and can, can be understood. Yeah. It's accessible and can be understood. It's not a, a goal or a, a, some strange apparition to be feared. Is a person that longs to relate with you. It's also important to note that you don't need to attain a special level of sanctification, like I said before, to receive him. This is the one that sanctifies you. And though it's powerful, it's not always dramatic. <laughs> it's not always dramatic. So in terms of noise, vibration, more often than none, is still it's also called the still small voice. In, in 1 Kings chapter 19, when you read verse 11, 12, and 13, 1 Kings 19, verse 11, 12, and 13, the Bible talks about Elijah's encounter with the Holy Spirit. 1 Kings 19, 11, and 13, 11, 12, and 13. Uh, uh, go to verse 11. Then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountain, and broke the rock in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. Verse 12. And after the earthquake, fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after fire, a still small voice. And that's when Elijah started to hear the voice of God saying, go in this direction. Many people are always looking for the earthquake, the fire, the storm, and all that. Or that sometimes God just operates with a still small voice in stillness, just being on your knee right there, just standing with your hands lifted up. God reveals to you what people have been rolling, you know, from gallery to main floor. 
But sometimes the Holy Spirit also overwhelms people. Overwhelms people. Makes them to, you know, when you're overwhelmed, overwhelmed emotionally, you shed tears. Yeah. You may almost look like you're losing consciousness and all that. And this doesn't have to happen only in church. Sometimes I'm worshiping the Lord just by myself. Just lose the consciousness of where I am. And just, you know, just lay on the floor, just roll on the floor. The Holy Spirit just working in you. Yeah. Especially some of us who are stubborn. Because <laughs> he just wants to wrestle you down sometimes. Yeah. When you see people who are sobbing and crying, and the Holy Spirit overwhelming them, it's breaking some kind of stubbornness in their heart. Sometimes that's what's happening. Yeah. In that crying is the submission. In that crying is to let go. Somebody who is struggling to forgive, for instance, when the Holy Spirit just overwhelms you sometimes, you cry, you sob, and you are saying, Lord, I'm letting it go. And as you cry, that pain of what the person did, that pain of the rejection, that pain of the person that cheats you and stole your money or carried your, your money away or, or stole your influence or lied against you, that thing is leaving you because the Holy Spirit is moving over your life. Glory be to Jesus. You cannot build intimacy from transactional relationship. I'll close on this. You can't build intimacy on transactional relationship. We have a father, not a genie. Yeah. It's a father that we have, not a genie. Some people want to operate with the Holy Spirit as if it's a genie. He seeks a relationship. The same way you know, you, 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 you want to keep your relationship? The last four or five days I've been out of Lagos. I was in Portal in Abuja in the course of the week. I got back yesterday, and you know, every day I had to call my wife like two or three times. We talk. What's going on? How are the girls? What are you doing right now? Yeah. How you keep a relationship? Can you imagine that I left Lagos, I think, on Tuesday or Wednesday, and since that day I've not spoken to my wife up till now? If they told you, will you be proud of me? It's the same thing. If we report you now, Holy Ghost reports you to God. To say, Rome, care has not spoken to me since Monday. <laughs> but when Rome gets into trouble, he says, hey, Holy Ghost! <laughs> I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what we're saying. You, 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 you have to be deliberate about how you want to cultivate this relationship. Just the same way you cultivate your relationship with your spouse with your best friend. That you feel it when you have not spoken to them in a while. The person that will understand what I'm saying the most right now is somebody who is in an intoxicating love relationship right now. A single boy or girl. Here now. Yeah. You know, one of my friends, <laughs> I may even be seeing one of them later this evening. We've known each other for over 20 years. When they were cutting, when they were dating, that was about the time GSM started in Nigeria. Because every night, they spoke for like two hours on the phone. They had to call them from the network to say, we noticed that you are good customers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth. I didn't make this up. Yeah. The Lord, I mean, thank God they're still happily married right now. Both of them are my friends. It's the guy that I may be seeing later today. I've not seen them in many years. Yeah. Because of how they're using the network. And how it was blessing, at the same time, you know, helping their relationship. Because there was a bond, they wanted to talk. Yeah. They couldn't see each other every night, but they wanted to talk. 
They were both busy people, but they wanted to talk. How do you long to communicate with God, spend time with the Holy Spirit, whether in worship, in prayer, in meditation, whether in seeking a deeper understanding of the Word of God? Do you show interest in each other's life, just like we do in relationship? The Ethiopian Enoch was so interested in understanding the word of God, Acts chapter 6, when you read from verse 26 down to 40, that he was traveling, but he was reading the word. He was an highly placed government official, busy executive, but he still traveled with the word. Have you seen it like that before? And while he was struggling to understand, struggling to stay in the presence of God and understand the word of God, God had to shift Philip. I know you've read the story before. Because of my time, I'm not going to read it. Yeah. God had to bring Philip from somewhere. Sorry, Ethiopian, and ask a question. Do you understand what you are reading? He said, how can I understand? Except somebody explain it to me. It was the Holy Ghost that brought that man. And then he started to explain that thing to him. And this guy... God saved, was baptized. Perhaps one of the people that brought the gospel to Africa, to Ethiopia. Yeah. Even in the, in the midst of his busy life, he was seeking to understand God. Where have you boxed God? Where have you packed him aside? And you want the manifestation of God's power in your life? Somebody may even be listening to me this morning. The only thing that stands between you and that relationship is sin. In Psalm 51, David was caught in adultery with Bathsheba, and then he killed Uriah. He did not only commit adultery, he committed murder. When God sent Nathan to him, Nathan the prophet went to uh, uh, David and said, a man had this many animals, and then somebody had only one. Then he took the only one. You know, he described it in parable. Ah, David said, in this kingdom, we'll kill that man. What David did not know was that the prophet was talking about him. The prophet said, you are the one we're talking about. David broke down. That's when he wrote Psalm 51. Yeah, the Psalm of David. But the most instructive part of that Psalm 51, I'll close on that, is David starting to pray, understanding the role of the Holy Spirit in his life. When you sin, where do you run to? What's your attitude to rebellion? When I mean rebellion, I mean when people even rebelled against you. David suffered a lot of things. The Holy Spirit gave him capacity because he never ran away from the Holy Spirit. Look at Psalm 51 from verse 10. It says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. Can we read the next one together? One, two, go. One more time. And do not take the Holy Spirit from me. David said, I've seen. If you want to break my leg, break my leg. If you want to pluck out my heart, pluck my, my heart. But that Holy Ghost, leave it there. Leave it there. Leave it there. Because with the Holy Ghost, I can rebuild anything you take from me. With the Holy Ghost, I can regain my healing even if you break my leg. With the Holy Ghost, I can regain my sense. But we have people today who fall into sin, who make terrible error, terrible mistake, and then they keep running away from God. The Holy Spirit is chasing them, they are running. Yeah. David said, no way. I know I transgress. This is my, if you want to break it, break it. But you see this Holy Ghost, leave it there. Because through this Holy Ghost, I get this hand back. Through this Holy Ghost, I get my sense back. I get my strength back. I make progress in life. 
Will you lift your two hands to Jesus this morning and tell him, Jesus, don't take the Holy Ghost from me. 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 Wherever you may be, listen to the sound of my voice this morning. The island here, Greater Lake Center, Milan Center, online, will you make the prayer of your heart this morning? Don't take the Holy Spirit from me. Lord, I want to build a stronger relationship with the Holy Spirit. I know I cannot maximize my existence without your Spirit. Holy Spirit, I welcome you afresh in my life. Holy Spirit, I accept you as my sanctifier, the one who sets me apart, the one who cleanses me, the one who reveals the will of the Father in my life, the one who can shape my marriage, shape my business. The one who gives me capacity to know who I am in Christ Jesus. The one who sets my life on fire so that the enemy can watch me born with God's glory. The one who grants me boldness to withstand every adversary. The one who is my peace. Who is the oil of joy. Who renews the joy of God in my heart continually. The one who leads me in the path of prosperity and the path of profit. Wave your hands to the Holy Spirit this morning. I say thank you Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence in my life. 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 The